Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for this 25th day of March. I'm your host, Paul White. I want to thank you for joining me on this Saturday. And as always, we like to tell you what to expect on the Sunday sermon drop. Now, tomorrow is, is an interesting one because it is comprised of three parts. It's First of all, it's going to be titled Righteousness as a Biblical Concept, but comprised of three parts in that, I do an, a, a, an intro at my desk, just put the camera in front of the desk, speak directly to the audience, and introduce what we're doing. And what we're doing is airing for you the first two videos from a previously unreleased module that was originally shot in the spring of 2019, has never been released. We shot it to have uh, some content. We were starting to to build the idea of having additional content on our website. Since then, we have started the additional content section, but we've never put these videos in. Let me explain what they are. In the fall of 2018, I wrote a book called Righteous Saul versus Righteous Paul, which was based on a sermon I had done from a couple of years earlier. We converted that sermon into a, a short book. It's available at our website, paulwhiteministries.com. Go to the store. You can buy it for $8 plus shipping. Well, I sat down in the spring of 2019. We did a dual camera, so it's a multi-camera setup. We shot it in my house, and I did nine sessions. I did a, a, about an eight-minute introduction, and then I did eight individual sessions, and we just titled them Session 1, Session 2, Session 3. They're everywhere from 13, 14 minutes to half an hour each lesson. I think they average around 20 minutes. And it's just me really adding to what is in the book, stuff that I I couldn't get deep enough into the book with it. So stuff like righteousness, we do a whole uh, session on what it was like for Saul before his road to Damascus conversion, and then Paul post-road to Damascus conversion. I do an entire session on the Pharisees and what it meant to be a Pharisee. We break down some of Paul's language from Philippians. We have a whole section on the rest of the believer. We even do a a video on reading and understanding Greek. Uh, And then finally, I have a, a short video at the end on my writing process. Well, here's what we're doing. We're taking all of these videos and we're putting them in our additional content at paulwhiteministries.com. What additional content is, it's a segment at our website. And for $50, you receive a password and you can get anything behind that wall. And we have author walkthroughs of our first two books. Uh, The second one is still being worked on. We're adding to it monthly. Uh, We have the audio version of Righteous Saul versus Righteous Paul. And now we will have all eight sessions plus the intro to the Righteous Saul versus Righteous Paul module. Um, I think it's going to be something that you'll really enjoy and you might want to be a part of. Just to sort of whet your appetite, tomorrow's sermon is the intro and session one. The reason I said it's three parts, it's me sitting at a desk introducing it, then it segues into the intro, then it segues into session what's called session one in the module. To give it one nice rounded title, I call tomorrow righteousness as a biblical uh, sorry, righteousness as a biblical concept because what happens in that first session is we take the term righteousness and we walk it through the Bible to see what it was thought to be originally and then what it morphed into 
for us under the new covenant. I think you'll enjoy the content, but what I really hope is that it inspires you to go check out additional content at paulwhiteministries.com. So look for the sermon tomorrow, video, of course, and audio wherever you're listening to the podcast. You can get righteousness as a biblical concept. Mark chapter 5, verse 37. This is where Jesus has just told Jairus, don't worry, only believe. And in verse 37, it says, And he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult, or an uproar, and those who wept and wailed loudly. Uh, first of all, this Peter, James, and John, is uh, this, this trilogy seems to be part of what I saw one scholar once said, a hierarchy of closeness. That's um, it's clever. We do know that there was a lot of disciples and that Jesus had 12 disciples that he considered his friends a little more intimate, what you would say even appointed to be apostles. And within that 12, Peter, James, and John seem to have, sometimes Andrew as well, but mostly Peter, James, and John, they seem to sort of have the fullest intimacy. And we see that most notably, I think most notably, at the Transfiguration in the ninth chapter, coming up in a few chapters, when Jesus goes to the top of the mountain. There's Moses and Elijah. Who else is on the mountain? Peter, James, and John. And then we see it in chapter 14 at Gethsemane. The people that accompany Jesus into the garden as he prays are Peter, James, and John. And then, of course, right here, and that's that's what brought it up, is the fact that Peter, James, and John are allowed to go into the house with Jesus. And I guess it could say that there is an intimacy with Jesus that is special. And I, I, I don't want to make this formulaic, like you need to do this and that in order to have that intimacy, because it's not evident to me that Peter, James, and John do anything to have it. But there is something about the relationship they have with Jesus that's different than, say, Thaddeus or Simon. And so I do think that people walk in an intimacy with Jesus. Sometimes people walk in an intimacy with Jesus that others don't. And it's, it, it seems to be part of the contemplative practice of just sitting in his presence. The more you get used to sitting in his presence and listening to his voice, I think the, maybe the more we walk into that level of intimacy. Well, inside the house uh, is wailing. Um, that's literally the word that is used in the, in the Greek. A wailing or a loud wailing. Middle Eastern cultures, that was not uncommon at funerals. In fact, this seems pretty bizarre to us, but in their culture, they would actually hire out professional mourners. And so there was a a certain amount of money that was part of the funeral process that went to paying people to attend the funeral parade and to cry. And I don't mean just shed a tear. I mean make a fuss. Jesus comes in and asks in verse 39, he came in, he said to them, why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. I want to start there tomorrow. We'll reread that verse because this is the source of ridicule. But Jesus is about to move into a level of intimacy that is precious. And we'll see that with you tomorrow. God bless.